unless otherwise indicated, all the names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents in these stories and audio narrations are either the product of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. The stories and audio narrations are not intended as a substitute for the medical advice of physicians. The reader and or listener should consult a physician in matters related to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. Mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Zen medicine. I'm an intuitive tantric Reiki healer. I'm neither formally trained nor educated in being a tantra or Reiki healer. I'm just pretty plugged into the universe. And this is my calling, for better or for worse. How people find me? Well, there's word of mouth and divine timing. Here's my story. June in New York City was muggy and hot, and in just a few minutes that we walked, I was already sweating. Besides the overbearing heat, simply being in the concrete jungle was sometimes a severe sensory overload for a sensitive like me. Thank God for Central Park. Since Keegan was here because of me, I headed into the Great Lawn, staying in the relative outskirts of the park. We hadn't spoken much as we walked here. Personally speaking, I really didn't have the mental energy to carry a conversation because the heat was sapping me. He may have been following my cue. But I really didn't care at the moment. I just needed to get on Mother Earth and release and restore my energy for a few minutes. When we had arrived at a relatively secluded corner in the park, trees offering some shelter from the blistering sun, only then did I skirt it off the path and went straight onto the grass. Bending over, I removed my black ankle boots. I then pulled my long dark brown hair free from the ponytail and shook it loose, letting out a long sigh of relief. I moved further onto the lawn, and after walking several paces in my socks, I promptly sprawled out on the grass. Closing my eyes, I took a deep breath and exhaled slowly, readying my release of the excess energy from the healing session with Carl Mackey. Grabbing fistfuls of grass with both hands, I finally released it, letting it flow out of my hands and feet into the earth underneath me. It was the most natural thing for me to begin my breath work then and there, which I did, losing myself in the present moment, losing myself in the rhythmic flow of the air into and out of my body. Losing myself so deeply into the meditative state that I lost track of space and time. Inhaling one last deep cleansing breath, I held it for four beats before releasing it out completely, counting from eight. Then I resumed normal breathing and reasserted my protective shield back in place around me. If I didn't do this, the energy of everyday life around me would have seeped in and drove me crazy. My God... What could get better than this, I thought, as I pushed myself up on my elbows. When I turned my head, only then did I remember that Keegan was with me. He was sitting across from me, his long, jean-clad legs stretched out in front of him. He was watching me quietly, his dark brown eyes unreadable. 
Sorry about that. I winced slightly at the fact that I totally forgot about him. Meditation was usually a private, intimate activity for me, and I was more than a bit mortified that there was someone watching me. I sat all the way up into a loose lotus position, and pulling the hairband from my wrist, I bounded my hair into a high ponytail up and away from my warm face. What were you doing? Keegan asked, his chin pointing at me. If you don't mind me asking, mentally I shrugged. He was here to talk woo woo, so I didn't have a problem with it. I could talk woo woo all day, honestly. Before I ran into you, I was with a client at the hotel. I inadvertently took on some of his energy, so I released it into the earth. So you grounded yourself, is what you're saying? My eyebrows rose up. That was a pretty intelligent question, not one that I expected from a non-believer. Maybe he was telling the truth that he genuinely wanted to know more about the practice. Hard to tell between truth and lie, especially when he had lied about having erectile dysfunction. His mouth crooked up in one corner, a cute dimple appearing. For your information, I did do a little googling on it, and lest you forget, I am a cop. I've seen enough strange things in my line of work. Doesn't necessarily mean I'm a complete non-believer to these things. I smiled at him unthinkingly, pleased with that. Before wincing at a sudden sharp pain that pierced my right knee, I gasped painfully as I pulled my leg up to my chest, nursing it. The pain had come out of nowhere; its sharpness surprising me. For a big guy, Keegan had moved quick and was squatting down on one knee beside me, his eyes concerned. "Are you all right?" I looked at him, our faces close, frowning. He pulled back a bit. That should be my question to you, Keegan. I said as the phantom pain subsided. How long have you had the knee pain? He looked at me, speechless and dumbfounded. After a few moments, he spoke. So you're an empath too. I ignored the question as I looked at him steadily. If you don't get it fixed soon, you're going to be desk bound. I can help you. Is this your way of trying to convince me that you're actually the real deal? His dry tone had my temper flaring a bit. You're an asshole, Keegan. I snapped at him. He shook his head unperturbed, afraid you're not the first one to call me that. And if I say no to your generous offer, I shrugged lightly as I straightened my legs in front of me. It's called free will for a reason. He was struggling with something in his head. That much was obvious. For once, his dark brown eyes, usually unreadable, was clearly reflecting that internal struggle. Maybe he was like Mulder in X Files. That he wanted to believe. Why? He finally spoke out, his frown deep and tight. Why would you do this for me? I didn't hesitate as I responded, because there's no such thing as coincidences. His head tilted slightly as he continued to frown at me. I sighed and looked down for a moment. It was quite clear why the universe sent this guy to me, plain as day. Turning back to him, I said, "I'll do you a solid, Keegan." Because I believe in supporting our local neighborhood cops, no strings attached, no cost. I added, because the world's better off with you being a hearty and healthy police officer. He rubbed his chin thoughtfully. After a few moments, he nodded. What do you need me to do? Nothing, I said, as I ducked my eyes down to cover the fact that I was surprised that he was taking me up on my offer. Just make yourself comfortable on the grass and straighten out your legs. Shouldn't take long. On the grass, with his arms braced behind him, Keegan quietly watched me. The funny thing was that there was a yoga class near us, 
a variety of shapes and sizes doing the downward dog before standing into the warrior two yoga pose. There was a woman whose abundant breasts were threatening to overrun her skimpy tank top. It was enough to attract many eyes, but Keegan was oblivious. Mentally shrugging, I closed my eyes and inhaled deeply, slowly. I grounded myself with Mother Earth once more and opened up to channel her healing energy through me. I opened my eyes and moved to sit cross-legged on the grass next to his right leg. Shutting my eyes once more, I began my exploration of his bum knee. In my mind's eye, I saw that it was his damaged ACL. It was torn, but not completely. From the dark coloration of the throbbing pain, I knew that it happened recently, but the twist had been severe enough that the surrounding ligaments were also impacted. Why he didn't get it fixed was beyond me. I opened my eyes slightly, peeking at him. He knew what I was thinking when he said, "Doc said ice and pain meds, since it's not torn and not quite there for surgery." I rolled my eyes before closing them again, breathing in deeply once more. I refocused. The throbbing pain was pulsing, not unlike Carl Mackey's back pain, but on a scale of severity between the two men, Keegan's was easier to fix, which I did, as I held my hands an inch above his right knee and let flow the white healing energy out of my fingers. I heard Keegan's sharp intake of breath, but I didn't pay it any mind. With my mind's eye, I watched the ligaments and nerves knit and bind back into their original structure. After a few moments, I pulled my hands apart over his knee and leg, turning off the tap to the healing energy. I turned to look at him, wiping my moist face with the back of my forearms. He was watching me pretty sharply, his broad chest rising and falling under his dress shirt. Pulling his leg up to sit cross-legged, he put his hand on his knee, looking and touching it as if he just got a new knee. He swung his gaze back to me, its intensity leaving me a bit breathless. How about a truce? I asked as I held my hand out. Friends? He looked at it briefly before swinging back to me. His head firmly shaking, negative. What is your problem, Keegan? I snapped at him, more than a little pissed. Or is it just me? Your problem is with me, isn't it? He held up his hand, stopping me. His eyebrow quirking up. You've got quite a temper on you, Z. Aren't intuitives supposed to be happy and in a constant state of gooey love? Or so Google says. My loud gasp all but knocked me over. But before I could respond, he continued, "You didn't let me finish answering you about being friends. I meant I don't just want to be friends with you, Z. If you're free, I'd like more." I fell silent. But you say you don't date. My temper fizzled out completely at his honesty. This was the smoothest pickup that I've ever encountered, and I was at a bit of a loss with this because when it came to dating and relationships, I sucked lemons. So I decided to follow his straightforward approach. Are you married with children, Keegan? Looking for a honey on the side? His eyes narrowed slightly at me. Cause I don't play like that. He leaned forward. His sharp eyes piercing me. His voice soft. You're psychic, Z. You should already know the answer to that. Henry, my spirit guide, appeared then. A gold spark behind Keegan's right ear, and in my mind's eye, I saw him shake his head. I continued, "Why did you lie before about having erectile dysfunction?" This was the first time that he smiled—a deep, genuine smile that brought out two dimples in his cheeks. He shook his head slightly, humor gleaming in his eyes. Boy, you don't pull any punches, do you? 
He held out his hands in defeat. I didn't lie much about that. He rubbed his chin ruefully. Can't believe I'm telling you this. He muttered to himself, but he continued on. I was born with azospermia. I searched his hard, lean face and saw that he was telling the truth. When I frowned, he said, as a matter of factly, "I shoot blanks. I can't ever have kids of my own." A momentary wave of inadequacy swept over me. It washed over me, but more than anything, I also felt the undercurrent of strength and acceptance. He was a strong man, I thought, as my heart filled with the emotion. Because his energy flowed so strongly, my third eye saw the image of a tall woman screaming at him before turning and walking away. The vision shifted to papers held in his hands. Dissolution of marriage. I didn't know what to say. The silence between us lengthened before he reached forward with an outstretched hand. Thanks for your help with the knee, he said sincerely. Truce. I grabbed it and gave it a firm shake. And as I made to pull my hand away. He held on, jerking me a bit closer to him. But I'm going to work on getting that date with you, Z. Before I could respond, his cell phone buzzed. Sighing heavily, Keegan released my hand and answered it. His eyes unwavering on me, he said, "What am I doing right now? I had to see about a girl." I blushed, averting my eyes. He just quoted a line from Goodwill Hunting, one of my favorite movies. I can be there in thirty minutes. Clicking off his phone, he put it away. Duty calls. Can I get a rain check on that Starbucks coffee? I nodded as we both stood up, brushing grass off our clothes. He rotated his knee and straightened it. His face reflecting a bit of surprise and disbelief, and acceptance. Status of the case of Officer Keegan, upgraded to a friend. Music credited by Kogan Audio. Story created, written, and narrated by Z E Lian. Follow the continuing story of Zen Medicine on Medium.com.